not to say that I don't love a good Pinot Noir or <laughs> Paloma or whatever it is. So, um, that's so endearing or a Paloma, a Paloma. I love Palomas. <laughs> I would have a Paloma over a margarita any day, but, but S- yeah, same. <laughs> it's just so great. My, I love grapefruit and I like, I could eat, I eat like a grapefruit at least like three times a week. Mm-hmm. So people think it's so weird. And sometimes I like peel it like an orange and my girls and are just, like, just, what are you and doing? And just chomp on it? And just chomp on oh it. It's just God. delicious. That is a little weird. It is, it is weird. I know. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Between the Soup, the show where friends become closer friends and the show where I talk to people about ideas and experience that is unique to them. Uh, I'm your host, Gilbert, and today we are joined by Taylor Van Arsdale. Taylor is a graduate of the University of Arizona with a degree in health sciences and currently works for Xavier College Preparatory as both the varsity POM coach and director of the Mother's Guild uh, Records. Yes. Ultimately responsible for uh, the school's fundraising. Um, In this episode, I will primarily be asking Taylor about her involvement as a coach and her ideas surrounding health and fitness. Like I said, I was super happy that you were able to, to come by and being open to, to doing this. Um, very sad, excited to reconnect with you. Yeah, thank so, you for having me. This welcome is, to Between the Soup. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess for you, like, can you give me like a brief life summary from the past? Yes. However so, many years? Um, went to St. Simon in June, graduated in 2007. Um, and then I went to Xavier. Um, I was on the, com- the varsity palm team for four years. I also danced competitively at my dance studio um, in the West Valley. Um, and I danced there competitively for about probably like 10 years, probably something like that. Sounds about right. Um, I went to graduated from Xavier in 2011 and I went to U of A. Um, graduated in 2015. I started as a nursing major. <laughs> And then I immediately switched to undecided because I sat in a meeting about n- the nursing program at U of A. It's just so competitive mm-hmm. and it's really hard. It's just so hard to get into. So I was like, I don't, it was very intimidating to mm-hmm. me. That's actually um, kind of like, so I, I started as like pre-med at, like at ASU. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into like, just seeing like the pre-recs and all this stuff for just like, you know, just for pre-med. And I was just like. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, that was literally me. I remember they were like, you know, you could apply and there's a chance you can't get in. And if you don't get in, you can still graduate with a nursing major, but you won't be a nurse. So you still have to go to school after. Mm-hmm. But it's, I watched a lot of my friends just not get in and then mm-hmm. some get in. It's so, it's so, it wasn't for me. Um, and then I kind of went through a phase where I was just like, I don't really know what I want to do. I, toyed with psychology I toyed with just a bunch of different things and I landed on um health sciences it's super broad Mm -hmm. um could really go anywhere with it the prereqs were I mean they were kind of more psychology based um and I had taken like the bio and chem I actually did it over the summer at like a community college here in town and then would just transfer them back to U of A because I just yeah didn't want to do it there um, and so when I graduated, I went, um, a year and a half or four and a half years to U of A. So I did a half lap, I like to say. While I was there, my last semester, I actually started coaching down there at South Point Catholic High School. Okay. Um, with one of my best friends, we went in to judge their, their tryout and the coach, the head coach said, Hey, I need assistance. Do you guys want to coach? And we kind of laughed it off like, Oh yeah. She's like, no, I'm serious. So then we started coaching and. So my first team was um, a 2015-2016 team at South Point. Um, I ended up moving back to Arizona, and I got, actually, Mo called right in March when I was moving home and said, do you want a job? And I said, sure. And so then I started coaching at Xavier, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do outside of that. So like I said, I was looking at physical therapy, going to PT school, and so I got a job in a physical therapy office, and I worked as a technician there for four years and loved it um but realized within my first year of coaching that I don't think I didn't think I wanted to go to PT school anymore um Xavier was just uh, had a lot of opportunity and um I ended up on a fluke the dance teacher at Xavier tore her ACL that year and Hmm. called me and said hey I uh 
I can't dance. Do you want to choreograph the Xavier Fashion Show? And I was like, Ooh. okay, sure. Why not? I have no idea what that means because I didn't do my fashion show. We were in nationals my senior year. So mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> so I came in and did that and loved it and um, just, you know, was coaching there. And by the fourth year, I was like, okay, I think I need to be in one place. And so... Um, Right before, I always say it's right before the world shut down, right? <laughs> AKA before the NBA shut down in 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I, it was kind of in the works to have me come to Xavier. And so, yeah, I ended up getting a job there. And my position, I um, work in what is called our Mother's Guild office. Um, I always describe it's kind of like a nonprofit, but it's not a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we put on the big events on campus and we have smaller events too, but our big ones that raise money for our scholarship are our fall auction, our holiday auction, and then our fashion show. Um, Since I've been choreographing the fashion show, I now am like the main choreographer of it. So I put on the show um, with one of my best, I bring one of my best friends in and she, I choreograph six dances. She choreographs six dances and we, we have a lot of fun with it. We do all the lighting. We do all the, we work with a really great company that, um, you know, makes all of our ideas possible. So, or our volunteer ideas, cause a lot of the parents are volunteers in our office. So a lot of the moms, um, cause we are the mother's guild. So yeah, we do the auction in the fall, fast show in the spring. We do, um, a lot of different uh, mother-daughter events. We run, you know, events for the seniors. We call senior treats. Um, yeah, so kind of like that. So I've been in that position. This is my third year. Um, and then my seventh year coaching going into, yeah, this is my seventh year coaching there. And Dope. yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. And it's, I think Xavier was just, I mean, I loved my experience at Xavier. I loved, um, I mean, I loved it so much I went back. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun. It's fun because there's so much tradition at Xavier and at Brophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. That's a really fun part that I love to share with the girls that like, you know, oh, I remember doing this or, you know, they sing the alma mater and they do all these things or, you know, it's the, the, the different rallies or the lights out rally. Like, oh, we did this at ours or, you know, then they love to hear that stuff. They love the tradition of it. And I love just being able to share that with them. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations on seven years. Thank you. It's gone by really fast. What's like the, what do you think is the most challenging, um, part of coaching for you specifically as a coach, aside from like navigating difficult students or anything Ooh, the like hardest that? part. I try not to not think of it as hardest parts. It's, I guess what I'm, what I'm struggling with now is, Um, just seeing how much it's all changing. Like, I guess I'm, I, we're going through a period of time where just like dance in general is changing and in a good way, it's, it's all great things. But I think that that's like the hardest thing is that you have to like not reteach yourself, but like you have to, you have to coach yourself to be a coach. And so I think Uh there's, um, there's things like that, that, that really is, you know, you think you're doing something right or well for a long time and then you're, you know, then the world changes or, you know, something new is, you know, trending and how you should, you know, what the kids like and all of that. So I think just like changing with it. I honestly, the day to day, like my girls are, I mean, like I would, I love them. I would brag about them all day long because they're just amazing. And they're, they're my type A, like it's so <laughs> fun. Like they, they know like and it's great like it's like having like 15 extra pairs of eyes that are like okay when we cleaned this section like we didn't talk about this specific thing that like I may have looked over and they you know um, what what does that mean so like when we clean dances so for dance team like they want to look like they're dancing as one person Mm. So like if there's a head on a certain count there, all their heads are going completely to the side. No one's at a 45 degree angle. They're all the way to the side. Or if there's an arm, you know, all their arms are up on this count or whatever it is. So, um, they just pay it's, it's, it's really like precise detailing and it's, it's boring sometimes for <laughs> sure. Cause you're like, but it's, but it's challenging too, but that's where they're, um, they're just amazing at it. So, 
um, I think that that's, I can't say that I struggle with, I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. Like, and my girls are good, but everyone is good um, in our division. So I think, I think that's the thing, the hard thing is like just watching how much, how hard they work and the subjectivity of the sport can just make or break you. Like you, you want to tell them that they're so good all the time, but at the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. someone may not love it and may not score you well. And that's where dance is just different. So. Gotcha. What would you say is like the biggest strengths for you as a coach then? I, I think that I am a decent motivator or a good motivator. I think that I, um, I really pride myself, especially in the past couple of years. I think it's something I've gotten a lot better at is just really instilling in the fat in them that like, no matter where you go in life, you won't remember the wins and the losses you'll remember. You won't remember the placement. You'll remember the times with your friends and your family. And I think that like create helping create that and helping create like a really good team culture is something that I've really taken upon myself. Cause I've had teams that have been like, they've been great, but they've been really super clicky or, you know, they, you know, the seniors want to be treated as like the hierarchy of the team. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like respect on all levels. And so mm-hmm. I've, you know, every year is different. Um, I will say my last year's team was probably the closest team I've ever had. And I still to this day, like I praise those seniors. They worked so hard to like create that with me. And it just, it really does make a difference. And, or we do, we do this like ending wrap up activity every year, right before we go to nationals. And it's, it's awesome to see or hear it from a senior when they're when they say like Taylor's not kidding like it goes by so fast and you'll never remember the placement you remember your best friends and I think that that's that's also just Xavier in general I think Mm -hmm. I think that um Xavier creates that for you but we really try like some of my best friends are from spirit line like two of my friends are getting married in the next couple weeks that it's like not everyone's friends with people from high school and like Mm -hmm. you know we all stay in touch and they all like they love they all come to nationals and like support Xavier if they live in California or if they're visiting or whatever it is and you know they just try to make a point to come out and support well you don't you don't actually really come off as like a super competitive person but like I think (laughs) I think just based on the content of what you're saying it sounds Mm -hmm. like you actually really are or like you take a lot of pride in being competitive if not the best what are your thoughts on competition either as a coach or like for you personally as a coach, I am like psycho. No, like in a good way. No, it's kind of funny. I I just like I want I tell the girls all the time. I'm like I will be your number one supporter when you're on the floor. Like I am always, you know, you're on the they they perform for you know, less than 2 minutes and I want to make sure that they know that I am their number one no matter what happens. Um I love competition day. I love I love the aspect of it. I loved competing when I was um a student and um in high school and all of it i loved studio i loved palm it's just it's fun and now as a coach it's like it's so hard because now this is when i realize like yes you are old um but i just like sometimes i wish i could still do it with them like oh my gosh it's just like there's such an adrenaline rush that you get that like there's you can't even describe it and it just i think that that has always kind of stuck with me it's why i loved teaching for the com- the company I did where I taught dance camps in the summertime because there was a little bit of performing, but there was a lot of, like, you're kind of, like, always on. I put it like that, like, in quotes. Like, these these campers don't know who you are, anything about your life, so it's, like, you're, you're this different, like, persona to them, and it's, like, a different... I don't know, it's just it's just so fun, and you want like my friends and I when when I would teach in the summertime you you teach all these dances and you have all these dances that you teach and you perform them at the end of camp and you want your dance to be the best you know and so it's like a subtle competition between each other but it's Mm fun do you do you like see um like your athletes as like a reflection of yourself like if something doesn't go the way that you envisioned it like Um, do you take that like personally no I mean yes and no like do I see them? The thing is, is when they're when they're on the floor for those, you know, minute and let's say 50 seconds, you know, anything can happen. And if like 
something it's, it does happen if there's like a fluke that goes you know doesn't happen has never happened in practice you know you plan for the worst but anything can happen and so it's not I think the biggest thing that a lot of coaches and I've seen a lot of coaches do is you never want to take it out on the student you want to tell them you know you want to encourage them because they know they're they're not they're not dumb girls they know exactly what's happening or at the end of it you're like oh, I wish that didn't happen like mm-hmm. I wish it could have you know but it but it also is too like I think the biggest thing that you have to remind them is that it's a competition like it's not end all be all this is not your this is not your forever life like mm-hmm. unless you want to coach and you want to do all that then you can make it that but it's not at the end of the day it's like it's not going to make a difference if you I mean yes winning is fun but but do you love your teammates mm-hmm. and I think that that's the biggest thing with it uh, another thing like with the, with the coaching too, is like, I don't think that you would deal with very many shitty students. I mean, maybe you do, but <laughs> in the, in uh-huh. the cases that, yeah, <laughs> that you, you know, there might be a student that you don't get along with or someone that's just being a pain in the ass. What's your, what's your methodology of, of going about that? This too shall pass. <laughs> um, no, I've, you know. Is there someone that comes to mind? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. No, we will not say any names. But no, it's, it, I mean, it's inevitable. I think it's like in any workplace or anything. And mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, I've definitely experienced some things. Um, but it's, it's one, I think that I would say I'm a pretty confident human being. It's a lot of self reassurance It's not fun by any means. Um and you, you need to really have like a really strong one, number one, a supportive school who's behind you. Um, and number two, just like a great support system and self-reassurance is a really hard thing when you deal with things like that, people like that. Um, cause there are people out there that will try and tear you down and tear your name down and do all of those things. And, but it's just all about like who you surround yourself with, um, and I, that's one thing I will praise Xavier till the end of time because the support system there is just awesome. My coaching staff is amazing. Um, and, you know, some of my closest friends, my little tight-knit circle, um, are just great people that, you know, they help you to realize, okay, hey, this person may think I'm, like, the worst fucking person in the world, but, I, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, you know, people are going to have things and opinions, and it's just about, you know this too shall pass so mm-hmm. calm cool collected as much as you can be and it's do you so do you uh encourage that your your athletes call you taylor or do you go like but mrs oh my mrs. gosh B? no they call me taylor um i hate <laughs> so okay they uh, as a joke a few years ago they i hate the name tay tay like it drives me insane <laughs> like hate it and so now (laughs) it just like has become a thing and so it's just like one of those things where i just like swallow and i'm like take a breath i call you tater there's a few that not a few of my girls will say like does it say coach no i don't like coach i don't i never have i'm like just call me taylor like call me call me taylor interesting okay yeah which is like a very weird thing at xavier because like when i so i choreographed the fashion show so Mm -hmm. i work with all of the, the senior class there um, which I guess I didn't really explain that. It's like a, it's not like a normal fashion show. Like brophies is like where you like walk and like do all that. Ours, we like choreograph like little dances and the boys can be in it. And it's, so it's a little different, but mm-hmm. so I work with this, you know, the senior class. And so last year they started calling me Miss V. I got coach. I got coach V. I got Tay Tay. I got Tay. I got all these names and I just, I'm like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm like, just let it roll. I think like, the ones that call you Tay-Tay know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly. Oh, 100% <laughs> they know what they're doing. No, I'm just, it's, I don't find it unprofessional. I guess, too, like, my mom, like, my friends called my mom Michelle. Like, some of my friends call her mom and Michelle, and it's like, I never saw a problem with it. I don't, so I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I don't see it as disrespectful, and I know a lot of people do, but... For me, I'm like, just like, and I think that's one thing that my girls really appreciate about me is I try to like level with them to a certain extent. And I feel like, call, like, call me Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like we can have, you, we can have a normal conversation, like, but they know like when it's go time, it's go time. And like, 
Mm-hmm. I was I was gonna say like it's uh, that's interesting to consider in terms of like your impact on on them because mm-hmm. like if you were to like have like force like oh you have to call me Coach Taylor mm-hmm. or Coach V or something yeah. like that then like you're really not seeing them like eye to eye and like they might honestly might not respect you as much. Yeah, I think it's I th- I totally feel like it makes a difference and I know a lot of my friends who are coaches go by coach and that's and that's fine but for me I just think like. And maybe it's and not to say like everyone else's girls teams are dumb, but like Xavier, like with Xavier and Brophy, like there's just a different level of intelligence that I'm like, and I think that they pick up on a lot more to where if I was like, call me this, like, I think that they, I think that that we would go down that route where they don't like really respect you in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I've had girls that have called me coach and like and right. coach Taylor and you know, that's fine. And I respond, like, I'm not going to be like, don't call me that. Mm-hmm. Like you call me whatever you want appropriate, please. But you know, yeah. Uh, I was also going to say like, maybe not also, is it like a, a respect thing, but also like if you're allowing them to like, call you Taylor or like be approachable in that way, Mm -hmm. then they'll probably feel comfortable approaching you for other things also. Yeah. And I think too, it's important, like not that you want to be like, there's definitely a line for sure, but you want to, um, you do want to be approachable. I think that there are some, especially like coaching through COVID, like you wanted to be like, like Xavier did like split lunches and like there were girls who like, their friends like just like they didn't have lunch with their friends that day so like by the time they were seniors like you know you kind of have your established friend group and like if your entire friend group is like on lunch b and your lunch a like what do you do so they like you know they would come and like say hi or like visit my office Mm -hmm. and there's like a few of us in my office and so they come and say hi and you know you just you want to be able to have that relationship with them to where they feel comfortable and also too like to come to you with anything like you just want to be there to help as much as you can. That's actually super interesting that the, the the example of like, oh, they'll come into your office and just like chill. Because I remember at Brophy, actually, I the one teacher that was just like, call me Paul. Yeah. Like me and other friends would go like in his in his classroom and oh, just, yeah. just hang out. Oh, my gosh. We have a because can- he's the only one. We have a candy dish <laughs> and like my girls like will walk in and they like come and like get candy and like just like. Some like a one t- a girl last year. She just graduated. She would like hang out. She like talk to the woman I work with. She's like, "Hey, Maria!" Like, and she'd like you know bring. She would bring snacks to add to our like snacks, so she could like. She's like, "I don't want to eat all your snacks, so here's some more." And like mm-hmm. would replenish. And, <laughs> yeah, you just like. I I totally think there's something like to say about that. Like you're not being their friend. You are, but don't want to cross the line, but you want to also show that like you're a person too. And mm-hmm. I think that that's huge. Yeah. I had uh follow up questions to that too. But before then uh, I also had like, you know, I wrote down an obligatory COVID question of just like mm-hmm. how your 2020 was. It sounds like it was like both yeah, good and bad. It wasn't, no, it wasn't honestly like for me, it wasn't that bad at all. I, like I said, I, I um, just had a, like a, needed like a pause is what I would call it. I needed mm-hmm. a pause from like coaching and from everything. And I kind of just needed to figure out like why I loved doing all of the things. Cause I was trying to, you know, I was working full time. I was coaching full time. I was choreographing. I was teaching privates at the time. Like there was just a lot of things I was doing and it was like, why do I love all of these things? And so I put, took a pause and then the world shut down and Honestly, for me, like I, there's one author that I love and I love reading his stuff and I love listening to his podcast is John Gordon and he's like a, um, motivational speaker and he has a ton of books on like coaching and all of these things. Um, they just kind of put things in perspective. And I think that that was, that was like my saving grace. And I just, I loved, um, I loved that. I loved that. He really listening and reading listening to his podcast and reading a few of his books just really helped me realize you know this is why I do what I do and um there's also um what is it it's National Dance Association and NDCA yeah it's a I don't want to say it's a company but it's I can't even think of the word 
Um, a conglomerate. Sure. Yeah. They <laughs> they had like Zoom specials with this um, company called Positive Coaching Alliance, and um, I believe the man's name is Rob Miller. I think his name is Rob Miller, but he's like another person that I just like love listening to. We've had him. We flew him out to talk to our girls a couple of years ago, and. He's just so, he was a basketball coach and he's just so inspiring to listen to. And um, I think it's important. I think that was important for me in 2020. But um, it was funny because like by like June of 2020, like when it was getting worse and worse, I was like ready to go. I'm like, okay, let's, what do we got to do? Like, <laughs> and it was funny, like I hope I never have to do another zoom practice in my life ever again, because those were so weird. And so like, I had like, I think I had 16 girls or maybe not even that many on my team. I had a decent amount of girls on my team that year. And so they'd all be in like their room or like <laughs> outside on their patio or somewhere in their garage. And I'm like talking them through a workout or like demonstrating and like doing all this stuff. Like it was just so weird. Yeah. Like, the way we coach, we talk about it all the time. Like, did that actually happen? Like, did, or was that just all a dream? But one thing I think I, I won't say I loved, but I appreciate from all of that is like the gratefulness that I think a lot of my girls have, I've seen just come out of them, like how grateful they were to, you know, have a season, especially the 21 graduates and the 22 graduates. Like they were just grateful to get. Jeez, that, hurt, that hurts my soul a little bit right? to hear that. I know. <laughs> oh my God. No, no. I have, I think it's my, fre the freshman class are like. 27 or something. Well, like no, no, they're 26, but they are, were born the year I started at Xavier, like 07, 08. Oh my And I'm Lord. like, okay, it's getting, it's getting real now. It's getting real. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so 20, 2020 for me was like self, um, what's, what's discovery. the, self-discovery and like, like a reset, but, but a good reset, you know, the one that a positive reset. So you brought up John Gordon, right? Uh -huh. Um, and you're talking about like how that was really inspirational to like sort of get, I suppose, reacquainted with yourself or mm -hmm. like sort of understand like what was actually important to you. Like what were some... What were some of like the motivational takeaways from that um, like really stuck out to you? I think my favorite is um, his book, um, The Energy Bus, is definitely a favorite. We actually make our team read it every year um, because it's just a good. He actually he has a children's version of it too, which mm -hmm. we make them read in like story time. It's kind of funny, but <laughs> but it has a good takeaway message. Um, I think I can be a really I don't want to say negative person, but like I see the negative before I can see the positive and Me I still too. struggle with that. Same. Um, and so like if the story is, I guess the kid version, the adult version is just like a little more, it's about a guy, um, you know, at his job and like all these things are going wrong. The kid version is like a kid at school, like someone bullies him. He gets a bad grade on a test, you know, all these things happen to him. Um, so and it's is just, it, is it fictional? It's a, Yes, this one is fictional. Okay. Um, because he does have some stories that are um, non-fiction. So I had to think about that for a second. Like, okay, <laughs> fictional, non-fiction. <laughs> Hello. It's Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Yep. Um, but anyways, so um, so the energy bus just has to do with all the all of the things that feed you either negative energy or, or and what gives you positive energy. And I think that that was something that I was struggling with because I was, you know, I was working full time, not at Xavier and I was going back and forth and all these things. When I look at it now in perspective, were not bad things that were like, nothing was wrong. It just was a lot and was hard and can be really, really taxing on a person. And so, um, but that, but I think that that was, you know, that that's something that creates burnout. So I guess there was a problem. <laughs> like, well, I guess there was a problem. You know, I was starting, I was approaching burnout and it's crazy to see, you know, we have a big um, AIA coaches, uh, cheer and palm, cheer and dance coaches um, meeting every year. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, you go to a competition and you see, you know, this team has a new coach and this team has a new coach. And it just like the burnout is so real and people don't realize that. But I think it's like that with any job. I mean, you were experiencing it in a different form than I was, but mm -hmm. you know, it's real with any job, but it's not, I don't feel like it's talked about a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, uh, you know, you burn out. Oh, but you'll find something else. But do you? Like, I grew up dancing my whole life, and dance is a part of my life, and I would never know, you know, not to, yeah. how to not have it. I think it's, it's worse when people, like, take pride in it almost yeah. like oh I, I didn't sleep and i you know working i'm overworking myself and totally. you know i hate it but you know this is this is just how it is this or is whatever what it is. and it's like why what like why does it have to be like that no right. i'm 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 definitely not that person and i think that's why like like on the weekends you know there are some weekends where um you know i'm at school with you know if it's for work or if it's for you know, something that has to do with my team, like I'm there and, but you know, Sundays is like my day. Like I don't even, I don't put my watch on. Like I, I have my phone, but I don't look at it as often as I, as you know, I do during the week, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like my day to like chill and just relax and just like, you know, grocery shop, but like then just like veg on the couch and like watch a show or something. But then I was teaching privates like all day, every day, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I was at the gym teaching like five to seven hours of privates and just like I just didn't stop. So but circling back, um, all of the things that I was doing, I think a lot of it was just adding a lot of negatives to my lives and things I didn't need to do. So being able to like reflect and listen and read and all of the things. From, I was I felt like Xavier really prepared me for, you know, annotating and stuff, and I never <laughs> thought I would do it again. And then I was 27 sitting and, like, annotating books and, you know, reading and highlighting and writing yeah. notes in the margins. I'm like, wow, that MLA I, format comes <laughs> in handy, doesn't it? So... Um, I actually do the same thing. Too. Oh, I don't, I don't write in the books, but like, I definitely still take notes of like the, t- well, I mostly read psychology nonfiction, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's just, you know, if there's something that sticks out to you or like something that's inspirational or that you want to remember, oh, like I've, I write, I either write it down or I, um, highlight it or underline it and yeah. I like always have it. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest takeaways that I learned is just. It's also nice too. John Gordon's podcast. He interviews a lot of different coaches in general, Mm -hmm. Um, professional, college. You know, it's kind of all over the board. Um, And he works with a lot of NFL teams too. And it's kind of it's just cool to see like, okay, my you know some of the things my girls do that may seem like like what the hell do you have your girl like my girls make a box okay and they write I don't know what they write in the box. I don't know any of it. I don't. I tell them I don't look at it. No one looks at it. But then they decorate this box and they um, they do it with like ugly Snapchat pictures of each other. Like it's like a thing. It's become <laughs> a thing. So, but you know, um, that's you know we show up to competition with this box and the girls are like over their heads like yeah Gators you know shaking it and everything and you know wait it's what's just, the what's the criteria of like the box there's no criteria no. you literally it's, it's it's just a box it's just a box it's a shoe box and <laughs> they decorate it however they want but they can write whatever they want in it they can write what they're excited for their fears they okay. can write they i tell them like you can write bad words it's okay mm-hmm. i will not read it your parents will not see this no one sees i've never opened a box i've done this for like i think this is like my fifth year doing it where do the boxes go um the seniors destroy it so they okay. either like throw it away together, they shred it, like they'll take the, if they take the I don't think the box has ever been opened. Um, like they'll throw it away together. I believe uh, one of my classes like burned it together, like in a safe way, not just like yeah, <laughs> okay. fire. Good. Yeah, in a safe way. I think they burned it. Uh, I love that little like side note. Like, I this is yeah, very this safe is very control. Safe. <laughs> Um, I'm not telling them to go play with fire. Don't want Sister Lynn coming after you. <laughs> no, but they, you know, they, um, so they look like show up to competition. They have this like weird thing, you know, so, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, it's interesting to, to hear and see that like other, not only like do other high school teams, do it, we actually got it from the volleyball coach at Xavier. She does that. I, it, it's not the same premise by any means. I just made up like write whatever you want. She like has them write something mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't remember what it is um but my girls it's like whatever you want but it's cool to hear and see just that you know professional teams do this they have their their quirks or their things or traditions and i think that that's that's awesome so that was that was something that i really um 
appreciated and I think I adopted to it adopted it a little bit more into my coaching um or appreciated a little bit more after doing some studying and I still do it I still read his books all the time I still listen to his podcast we had the girls read um he has this one book that is called um find your word find your own word or something like that but it has to do with finding a word that um is what you want to do for like your year um Mm -hmm. like what you want to focus on and there's you know all these different criteria to helping you find your word and i listened to the book laying on the beach this summer is like an hour long like listen and it was it was so nice and so they all did it um and we had them uh, make bracelets with their one word so we all have bracelets with our one word on it um, what's yours? Mine is, which they all kind of laughed at, and I kind of took from the book, but when I, when I, disclaimer, when I took it from the book, it could not apply more to me. Um, my word is detox because, and they all laughed, but my word is detox because I feel like there is so much, like as much as I love, I mean, we both kind of said we're like anti, not anti-social media, but like kind of. Yeah. There's just a lot of as much positivity as there is out there. There's like double and triple the negativity and I think um one reason I think there's a lot of burnout with coaches especially in the dance and palm world is because you know, they can see there are so many teams out there that or coaches that like post everything and anything and everything that they're doing and that creates a lot of anxiety within within someone. I don't, that's why I try, I try not to look at it. My personal Instagram, I don't follow any teams except my best friend's team because I'm supportive of her. Um, but you know, there's, I don't, I try not to follow, you know, teams that are in my girls division. I try not to look at that. I try not to worry about what other people are doing, but it's totally possible. But I think in life too, you know, like you look at like, oh, this girl was wearing this and traveled here this summer or they're doing this and went here. And, you know, it just creates a lot of unnecessary, not thoughts, but like things that you would never maybe not want, mm-hmm. you know, in your everyday or, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? It's like it's just creating a lot of unnecessary things and I, things is not the word. Right? Yeah, it's like it's word. just not making you feel great. Uh, and yeah. it's like, why are you putting yourself in a situation? When yeah, you have so I'm trying to just t- trying to just not look at that as often or as much and to just kind of separate myself from that. And I mean, there's no reason that I can't focus on me in that in that time and make myself a better, you know, a better coach, a better daughter, a better girlfriend, a better whatever I, you know, whoever, a better friend, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's my word for the year. Did you did you feel like the, the sort of like comparisons or things that you were seeing on social media was like worse when you were making the decision to become a full-time coach? Oh, no. I mean, I also like don't share much. So I wasn't <laughs> like, hey, look at me. I'm working at Xavier. Mm-hmm. You know, I was more of just like, just kind of flew under the radar like I really am not like a I'm a everything's like pretty private on my stuff because I'm like if you need to know me like if I know you then like you can know me and you can know what's going on I like so I didn't really put it out there but from the people that um I had you know shared that with like everyone was super supportive and and loved it and I I mean that that was my goal like I wanted once I knew what I wanted and I knew that PT wasn't the route I wanted to take anymore I mean I I love working at Xavier and I would never I wouldn't trade it it's it's an awesome place to work your the support is fantastic which is Mm -hmm. something that um you know I had at my previous job and um I think that's a big, that makes a big difference. I think the supportive uh, feedback too from like the people who did find, uh, like if you posted about like your coaching or something like that and like seeing like the people like being like, yo, congratulations, this is awesome. Like this is, like I'm happy for you. Like I think that's an extremely good litmus test for like who's like almost like worth keeping around. Right, (laughs) it's so true. I know, I feel Um, like every, like once a year and I feel like everyone does this. Like we just, like I go through my my feed and like, I'm like, okay, I don't really care about, you know, that person That's what I was going to say too. Like, like, no, I definitely try to clean house like once a year. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Or yeah, even even like you can, you can think about it the opposite way too, like kind of in the same fashion of like getting 
like getting rid of people. Yeah. Uh, but like if you if you come across yeah, it sounds so bad. <laughs> if you come across you like uh, a story or like a post and you're like, I don't feel like happy for you or like yeah. I don't I don't really know you. Like then it's like, okay, why are you following this person in the first yeah. place? Then no, I definitely did a big clean out. I feel like last year and I was like, there's a lot of people that. I mean, good for them. Like, not if I saw that person, I would definitely, like, I wouldn't be standoffish and rude. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see her every day. I had a thought about that, and it just went away. That happens all the time. I, it it's happens to me late in the day. <laughs> I am like such a morning person that my thoughts, like three to five, was I'm glad we're doing it from that time to that because that's mm. really your that's your time, right? Like that's when you're done with work. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I had a little jolt of caffeine in the afternoon, which I don't normally do because my brain, (laughs) like the nice thing about being at school is like, I I'll work till probably like four, maybe four 30. But Mm -hmm. if I'm there early, sometimes I'll leave a little earlier because it's just like my brain is. Yeah. My brain shuts down. Like a lot of (laughs) fog. It's a lot of mush. (laughs) Yeah. That happens to me a lot too. And like, I just gotta like get out or go to the gym, do yeah. s- do something. Even honestly, even just talking to people really helps too because yeah. it's like uh, oh, I'm like actually I'm listening work- to you, I'm engaged with you. Like that. Do like, you work out after work? Depends. Yeah, <laughs> it depends. depends. Um, I've been trying like recently. I've been trying to uh, like schedule working out like around whenever I don't feel like I have energy because mm-hmm. that's like it working out is like kind of like a second wind. So like if I if I'm like working on a really big project and like kind of like what you were mentioning, like I get really like foggy, I guess, Mm -hmm. or like I feel like really slow or sluggish. And so like working out like really helps just like get rid of that completely or even just like going for a walk or something like that. So uh, lately I've been trying to do that. Like, well, I've been trying to track when I feel like, you know, foggy or like sluggish or just tired Mm -hmm. and then scheduling around that. Um, So it's usually either like, between like around like 10 in the morning or um like yeah around around three yeah uh and that honestly really helps i think just energy management is really fascinating uh one of is for sure one of the the friends i had on on the podcast uh actually one of the example ones um his name's gabe and he Mm -hmm. like owns his own company he was talking a lot about like energy and like how he makes decisions based on like how if it gives him energy to do stuff or not and i've been thinking about that just a lot more because like we were talking a little bit about like you know some people really value like uh like time like time in their day and like how they allocate time and then uh but he kind of feels that like energy is not more important but like in a way like more important and like I was definitely more the kind of person to like consider time as being more valuable. But mm-hmm. like the more that I think about it, it's more I'm like, you know what? Energy like really, well, I think really is important. I think they're like one in the same. Right. Because yeah. I'm totally, so I will work out at like 6.15. I will mm-hmm. go to like. <laughs> Crazy. I know. <laughs> so like most of my friends. Do. I wake so, I wake up around then, but it's not yeah. the same. That's not well, the same not, as like I being mean, it's, the. It's not. No, it's definitely like it is a mind game to like <laughs> get yourself there and do all the things. And so I started doing that a few years ago um actually gosh longer I feel like I've been at that orange theory for a long time but at the time I lived with my mom and my mom lived in the west valley and so it just it was hard like there wasn't I so I work out at orange theory and I um there wasn't like a time that I could go and then shower and then like make it all the way to Xavier with morning traffic there was no way so I started going to the one on 7th street in Glendale just right Mm -hmm. down the street yeah And so when I lived at my mom's, I was like my bag and lunch and coffee was set for the next day. I would get up at like 5.15, get get all my stuff together, like out the door, drive there, work out, shower there, go to like, it was way too much. So now, but Mm -hmm. I still do it, but I live just down the street now. Yeah. So now um, everything is still ready because 6.15 is pushing it when you have like a (laughs) 7.55 start time. True, yeah. So, but it's all ready to go and I usually just go to work like I will wear like joggers or like in a t-shirt and you know, just super casual unless I have meetings like then I'm like a little more professional but Mm -hmm. um, it definitely like if I start my day with a workout and like more water and not coffee 
like right away, I am a completely different person. But if mm-hmm. my day starts with like, like today is hard because I work, the girls, we have practice um, at 6.30 on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. And so I am not getting up. I refuse to get up in the fours. And everyone laughs that I say that because I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, I wish I could. I I have tried. And it is, it is that is like another, you're a beast if you do that. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you're a beast if you're getting up at 4 a.m. But... Yeah, I can't get up in the fours and work out at five. Like, that's just not... My body yeah. isn't even awake yet. Six mm-hmm. is like, okay, I get up at like 5.55, wash my face, brush my teeth, and I'm like out the door. Mm-hmm. Super simple. But four forty, no. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, I low-key, I really like it when like my I just like randomly wake up and it's like 4 a.m. It's like, oh, okay, I'll just... You know, it's really nice, I think, to like when it's like still dark out and like it's just super quiet everywhere you go and you just kind of have that time to yourself like not worrying about anything not doing anything else it's just I really am jealous of people that um can wake up and like they work out like that early but Mm -hmm. then they also will like journal and like like carve out time like I I wish I could be that person that could like sit and like either like read my email or like you know, write out my to-do list at four a, like four a.m. or four thirty or whatever mm-hmm. time it is. I there's just no way. Right. I'm like a I so I will work out and then I come home, shower, quick, grab all my stuff, go to school, coach for because they have it as a class period, so it's it's first period. Mm-hmm. Um, and either it's you know morning practice into first period or just first period. And then I go up to my office and like that's like I have a minute of like quiet and I will like write my to-do list, finish my water, then start on the coffee. <laughs> and yeah, that gives me like so much energy. Mm-hmm. But I do crash pretty early. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, you should you should start keeping track of like the same the time that you crash. And then maybe I know, that's like I should. that's it's probably really like an indicator that, you know, you should just try to go for a walk. I don't know if you have like the flexibility in your schedule to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, but. I definitely will the nice thing with my job though, like I feel like I'm constantly like I'm upstairs, so I take the stairs all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sometimes I'm like, I should just take the elevator, but like today I didn't work out because I was at school too early. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm taking the stairs all day today. <laughs> um but no, I definitely try to get out because my office is freezing. Like, I don't know if this was at Brophy, but like at Xavier back in the day and even still, like the AC was like cranked way down mm. all the time. It was freezing. And so I have like two sweaters in my office. <laughs> and so sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to go outside and like, I don't care that like it's 110. De-thaw. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to de-thaw. <laughs> I'm going to walk around. Or th- and then thaw out. Thought out, I think. Not okay. Whatever, thought. Uh, it's fine. Nothing. I had a, a conversation with some friends about like, so we're talking about pistachios, like, and like you know, pistachios have shell on yeah. them, shells on them, and so we're talking about like, okay, like I really like it when the the pistachios are, are deshelled, and like one of them was like, de-shelled. is it is it deshelled or is it shelled? Like having shelled pistachios. Oh, it is shelled. Like, <laughs> but you de-shelled. know, I don't know. It's it, fine. But, we know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, right, sorry, I interrupted you. No, said, no, that's a really good idea, though. I really should start looking um, or keeping track. I feel like I crash around, like, it's usually, like, I have to take a step away from my computer for mm-hmm. a little bit. But I always feel like at night, like, I don't get a second wind. But, like, I feel like if I go home and shower after the day, it, like, calms me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not as, like useless yeah. <laughs> i guess is the word i would say <laughs> useless so that's like calming and then i can like you know if i have to answer emails or like work a little more or you know mm-hmm. make dinner so so i think it's interesting that you you said that like you usually or at least when you were living with your mom you would like get stuff together like the night before mm-hmm. i think that's a well there's a there's a book i have it's called nudge um mm-hmm. another psychology book but it's basically um, talking about like making different decisions easier by setting up your environment around it. And like, yep. so like that example is a perfect one of like a, a nudge, even though you're doing it the night before, like trying to get all that stuff done in the morning before you're working out is like way harder than just having it ready it makes and grab the and go. Biggest difference. I've done it always. Like it's kind of, it's just, I think it's being brought up as like a, as a dancer. I feel like there's just different, 
um, you're taught different things. Um, like specifically, like that's something like if we were at a competition or, you know, I'm at, it's our recital and, you know, you have dances like back to back, um, where maybe you have like one or two dances to change. Like you will always have everything set up. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like how I just, that it's been my life. And so then as I got older, my mom actually makes fun of me. And so does Joe, like how, it's okay, so this is this is weird. Okay, so all right. <laughs> this let me get into it. So Mo Mo and I we talk about this all the time. I I have type A tendencies. I am not a type A person. I'm okay. like a I'm like a eighty seven percent. Like I'm putting if I'm putting it in a grading scale, I'm like a you're eighty seven percent type A or, or No, I'm eighty seven percent not type A. Okay. And there's just like this <laughs> tiny little bit of me that's like that is type A. Mm -hmm. And so like my, my grocery list or like my planner is color coordinated or the fact that I like my lunch is always ready or my, you know, my bag is packed and ready to go for the next day. Like those are my type A tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but I think it comes from just with dance and from, you know, when I was in high school, I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd come home from school and I would really try to do all my homework at school if I could, if I couldn't get it done, I danced till 9.30 almost every night of the week, you know, for four years. So you didn't want to be up. I, I love sleep. So I'm like, I want to get <laughs> everything done in a timely manner to make sure I, like, don't miss out on sleep because I'm not a nice person if I don't get my seven to nine hours. <laughs> so um, I just feel like that it's, I realize there's, you know, you, you have those nights where you're like, oh, screw it, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And you pay for it the next morning. So it's right. like... I try to I try to do that all the time. I try to, you know, just plan ahead for as much as I can and you know, sometimes it doesn't work in your favor and that's life, but it's very uh delayed gratification of you. Oh, I know. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to to listen to you talk about health decisions. Mm -hmm. Is that mostly impacted by your degree or would you say that it comes from Xavier or something else? Um, I think it just comes from kind of seeing where and how my life has gone. You know, I grew up as a competitive dancer and danced all day, every day, seven days a week sometimes. And, um, you know, I got to college and I wasn't on a dance team in college, which was like weird. Just, you know, your first year of, in your entire life, not Mm -hmm. having something you're like what the hell do I do now right and so I mean and that's the thing too is like when you're 18 no one teaches you how to work out so you're like at the gym you're like I'm doing it but then you're also like binge drinking like four <laughs> days a week because yeah. that's college um but I just I I've watched kind of just my life progress and I think it was like 2017 or 2018 where I was like okay I'm so sluggish and I was paying for a gym and it was like a, I did it I'm like okay it's fine it's a super cheap you know monthly payment I think it was like ten dollars or something mm -hmm. I never went I never carved out time and so I said okay I'm gonna I had heard things about Orange Theory and I was like okay I'm gonna just I'm gonna try it so I started with like the four four or eight eight classes a month um so I was going like two times a week or something like that. And I just, I loved it. I loved how I felt afterwards. I love that the, some of my, it's kind of probably ridiculous, but my motivation is that they charge you if you don't show up for classes. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be charged, so I'm going to go. And then um, I'm super competitive um, and I get competitive with myself. So I just loved that they have like challenges and stuff like that. And when I started seeing like results, not necessarily like results in like my image, like that's not why I did it for any reason. I did it because I could see like, wow, my mile time went down a ton or like the rower, like, you know, they have the, the rowing machine, you know, they rode this amount last time or I rode this fat road this fast last time. But now I did it like I shaved two minutes off this time. Like, you know, I just love to see, um, just the stamina growth. I think it's super important just to have a really strong stamina. CO. I think it's, I don't know what that is called. I have no words. I don't either. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like I just, I loved to see that I was making it a point to take care of myself. And also too, as a coach, like I never want to feel, you know, hypocritical, like you need to be working out for stamina. Mm -hmm. You need to take care of yourself and I'm not doing it. Right. Not like I feel obligated to do it, but I 
but you know, I think too, like if they see, you know, I have a few girls that are like, Oh, I, I started orange theory cause I know you did it and you say you love it. And so, you know, they try, they try it out and if they like it, they do. If they don't, they don't. And then they find something else that they, they like to do. So I just think it's, it's good to promote that too. Yeah. Orange theory is pretty fun. I love I've, it. I've tried I, it a few times. I think it's so great. I love that it's different every single time. And going back to like time and energy and all that, one, it gives me energy, but two, it's like my, it's my one hour a day that like I, my phone's on do not disturb. My watch is on do not disturb. I don't care how many texts I see come through, even though the notifications drive me nuts on my watch, but it's like my one hour that like I can totally just like zone in and focus. And it's funny. Sometimes I'll see like, parents or like people I know there and I'm like totally like I'm that person on the treadmill that's literally like this like tunnel vision like Mm -hmm. and then I'll like glance over I'm like oh hey I didn't you've been there for 25 minutes haven't you and I haven't seen you (laughs) once so but yeah I I just I love it dope Mm -hmm. um how do you so I mean going into like the the coaching part how do you feel like is most effective in terms of like trying to instill maybe instills a heavy word, but like advocating for like healthier decisions in, uh, the students you coach. Um, I think it's a lot of, you know, they, these girls, and it's so different now from like when I was on, when I danced and I was on Palm and even the competitive world is so different. But, um, I think with dance team in general, it's it's kind of a self-reflection and you have these routines that, you know, you get less than two minutes to show off these routines to judges, you know, and it's so subjective, but I think it's just a lot of self-evaluation. Like, okay, you can go, like we break our routines up into sections and, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, you know, do you, how do you feel? You've done half of a routine. How do you feel? Do you feel sluggish? Do you feel this? Do you feel that? You know? Um, and kind of, you just, you don't want to, you can't say, you know, like you have to do this, Mm -hmm. you have to work out or you will never make it, but you put it in their arm, in their hands, like self-evaluation. How do you feel? What, what's going to help you? Or, um, what do you feel like is going to make you dance that your greatest potential? Um, because adrenaline is a real thing and adrenaline can make or break a routine. And if you don't practice, you know, with adrenaline, you know, if you don't train your adrenaline, how are you going to control it? I think my girl, my girls are really great about it. They take it upon themselves. You know, I have girls that just love running. Um, I have girls that love spin. I have girls that love yoga, uh, core power yoga. They love sculpt, you know, cause it's a, it's a hit, it's a high intensity workout for sure. Um, I have girls that, that will just dance like they're in dance classes. They're still dancing competitively, you know, so they, um, I don't set rules, um, but I do make sure that they gauge it on their own. I think it's totally self-reflection. So like in the survey, you mentioned that one of uh, the biggest accomplishments you had is being able to have an impact on your athletes' lives where it helps foster and foster their growth and maturity. Mm -hmm. How do you, I suppose, see that come to fruition? So I think you, I see it. I mean, it's like a year, a yearly reflection, just looking at, you know, when I have girls, I get them at, you know, some of them are 13, some of them are 14. And I mean, (laughs) if you can remember being that age, like I was like so obnoxious and ridiculous and, you know, everything was dramatic and everything was, I guess the biggest thing is like at that age, they can't see the bigger picture. And so, um, Mm -hmm. as they, as they, you know, spend more time within the sport or like, you know, being coached by me or just, you know, you know, having life experiences. It's interesting to see by the end of their senior year and like past that, like there's a lot of girls that I still keep in touch with, like just how much, how much growth, I don't know, like how much they see and like realize and start to realize like, okay, they, they get it. They start to get it when they're like freshmen and sophomores, they just like, they just love it and they love what they know and they love what they don't know. And they're totally fine with that. But by the time they're older, you know, they can, and they've, you know, they've been on the team, let's say, I would say probably at least three by three years. Um, definitely by four years, they're just, they're just different. And in in a great way, like they, they, I don't, I don't really know how to just 
to put it into words other than they just truly like you you see the appreciation way more when they're older Mm -hmm. obviously you see it when they're younger um but the appreciation for is a little bit deeper it's a deeper level of appreciation and gratitude um than just like yay thank you it's like no thank like there are so many things that they've learned and taken they will take with them for the rest of their lives and i think that's just cool to see and i feel like i've seen it a lot i've actually had girls come back and say that to me where it's like if if that's happened yeah it's happened i want to say it was like my second year coaching and um we i was going into my third year and not like we ended on a bad note like we just we just kind of ended that was it and i was like okay but one of my um alum came back and just said like you know if it wasn't for you i I just want you to know I tried out for the dance team at my college and I made it. And if it wasn't for you and instilling like all of these things in me, like I, um, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't continue to do what I love. And so, um, that's awesome. I bet you that feels great. It does. I mean, it's, 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 it's cool to see and it's, and it's nice to hear because going back to like those difficult people, it's like you keep those, you know, those good, those really, really good ones you keep (laughs) with you in your heart and in your mind. And you have to remember that like, I do this for not one specific reason, but that's why I do this. I do this because there are girls out, you're going to coach probably more. I don't want to use the word ungrateful, but you're going to coach more thankless people than you will thankful people. Mm. And I, think as I've changed, like as I've grown, I, as I've grown up as a coach, I've seen more thankful people and I feel like I've helped create more thankful people, which I, I hope I just, you know, you're just a part of their lives for just like a little bit and in the grand scheme of things. And you just hope that you make some sort of a difference. 